0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Sitting down with me today, one of the definitely one of the most entertaining people on social media that I have ran into. Uh, a broadcaster, a former rapper, a host, uh, a definite. Oh, oh, hold on, oh, let me cool that down. I think it's just the headphones. How cool is that? A definite broadcaster, a definite podcast, uh, an ex-rapper. I hear. Um, a definitely uh, a critique on culture. And a person who brings us the culture uh, with a sharp wit every single day on social media, please, everybody, I can get you a little applause for uh, Mike Terrell. Mike Terrell, please, in the room. Yes. Am I saying your name right? I always like to make Terrell, sure. Mike Terrell. Terrell. Yeah. Terrell, Mike not Terrell. Terrell. Yeah. Terrell. <laughs> See, that's how, it seems like white people always put the accent in the wrong place. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Terrell, Terrell. Terrell. Yeah, Mike Terrell. Terrell. Yeah, Mike Terrell, Terrell, Mike Terrell, easy enough. Uh, what happened to Two Tone, the superstar? Two Tone, the superstar. Uh, Does he still live somewhere inside of Mike? Yes, Two Tone
1: probably forever, right? Yes, Two Tone always comes out. Uh, I was actually Two Tone for
0: Halloween, actually. Oh, I I thought that was Rick Ross. Yeah, that was that was two tone. Oh, that was Slash two, Rose. That was two tone in the modern rap era. Yes, yeah, modern huh? okay. rap era. Okay, and that was a great costume. I'm sure everybody got a kick out of that. Oh yeah, right? they love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. love it. They love uh, it. I had a fake jewels popping. Before we get started, we <laughs> won't start here, but I just want to let you know I wore my only pair of Lebrons for you today. See? This is the only pair I, uh, I on, own, man. and I actually I have the rest of Jordans, but I wore the one pair of Lebrons just for you. Come on, man um Come on, man. <laughs> because i know you're a big lebron fan according to everybody online richie grands and all them guys they tell me how big a fan of lebron you i are. love lebron off the court <laughs> he's a great social co- he's he's a great social activist <laughs> huh right love LeBron stays on the court for the whole game when it comes to social activity um yes. but good for him all right i've got before we start i've got some beverages over here i've got a quarter water i've got a fruit juice I've got a beer. I've got like a sparkling fruity, uh, you know, liquor, uh, white claw-ish beverage. Uh, what w- would you like a beverage to start the show with? Quarter water. Is that straight from the bodega? Yeah, that's this is old school. I mean, we didn't. We I keep them at my house. We didn't get it straight from the bodega. I got it from like Costco or somewhere. Do you still got the the Mike Hart lemonade? Uh, no, I think for that option this week we have an Old <laughs> English eight hundred malt liquor. Oh hell. Or or a Pepsi. I do have a Pepsi Cola. <laughs> The O E? You want the O E? You can have one or all. but I just usually ask which one do you want first. Would you like that? That's right there. That's the real deal. That's the le- only thing's missing is the brown paper bag. You, you got. Let me
1: get the white cloth. The the white boy. White. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get the ASU shit. Okay, Papa. no, that's
0: cool. Do you, uh, like a cider or an orange. Uh, let me ones see. like an apple cider. Ones like a blood orange. Let me get that uh, that apple cider. Okay. There you yes. Go. There you go. And like I said, there's plenty of other stuff over here, and you can have whatever you want during the Austin interview. Austin Cider? We just start one off. <laughs> yeah, my wife bought those. That's probably the extra white shit that, you know, hadn't the even hit Austin's. the- It's similar to White Claw, but they just can't buy the goddamn White Claw. They're always looking for the next one or something. I don't know what's going on this with that.
1: This is the section where the black people, in the, in the fries, they don't look at this section.
0: Yeah, I know. Black people don't even know that shit exists. No. Yeah, I know. It does, if you if you drink one of those, and you go to a farmer's market, and you go, um, excuse me, to Pena era in the same day. Your credit does go up two points, though. Two, two points? Po- two credit increase? Point, just like that. Those are the secrets that white people have. They don't tell everybody. They, uh, <laughs> y'all want to know how the Illuminati works. I'm here to help. Um, Alright, so we went with the White claw thing. Joseph, Bill, Joseph Bills did as well. He took an actual White Claw, and I had a Four Loco in the bag. When the interview was over, he took the Four Loco home. So he started with the White Claw, ended with the Four Loco. And he and that snagged was,
1: the Four Loco? That was a
0: lot of respect. I respected that. And I his last name that. is Bills. His last name is Bills. It's
1: disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I just want to start the show and say I'm obviously a fan. I'm a fan of yours. Appreciate I wanted you, to brother. talk to you and that's why you're here. Appreciate you. Uh, brother. you have a very entertaining presence and we can talk about all that. I want to start at the beginning, you know, and I'm not playing black background music anymore because Snoop Dogg's PIMP shut down the YouTube video around the world. You blocked Ooh. it. You couldn't even watch it. So I'm, I'm trying to get to a point with no music. So maybe we can take Snag the podcast you. to an official maybe Apple, uh, or Spotify type arena where of course you can't have uh, music. We'll Edit it out, whatever we got to do. Uh, some quick questions, and we'll get into some real talk. uh, okay. uh Blunt paper, blunt, uh, regular paper, cigarette paper, or a good book. meaning uh, Do you do you smoke medicine? Do you smoke cannabis?
1: Um. Yeah. Occasionally. Occasionally. Little yes, bit. When the party's cracking.
0: Okay. Oh, when it's something to do. Okay. You're not just a casual smoker. Beer, liquor, or water. Oh, beer, liquor, um. I like me some good liquor. Okay.
1: Eighteen hundred red bull.
0: Mm, okay. All right. So you got a combination, and you uh, you talk about the clubs like you seem to have experience with the clubs. Oh, do you have experience definitely. with the clubs? Because I'm nine. I'm an older man. I those days are behind me. Um, I don't club anymore. So we can talk about all that as well. When it comes to tacos, are you beef, pork, or fish?
1: Oh, I'm um, uh, what's Al Pastor? Is that beef? That's,
0: that's pork, Arnita? I'm pretty sure. Pork? I, I like Al Pastor. Okay. I, I, I think maybe you can do past, maybe pastor the season and you can do that pork and beef. I'm not sure. I'm the wrong one to be asking. Now, is it? East or co- cow tongue? On the East Coast, we didn't even, I thought that was like tripe or something. But on the East Coast, we didn't even <laughs> have Mexicans until like 1995. For real? Yeah, it took a while. We had Puerto Ricans and a few Cubans, but, and, and, but we didn't have any Mexicans until like 1995. They took a while to get there.
1: I like uh, Puerto Rican. So rice. I'm learning.
0: I'm learning all about uh, Southwest and native and um, and Chicano culture. OK, so. But, you know, luckily, I hope I won't get the pop test. I won't get the quiz today uh, from you. Well, let's with it. Did you grow up in Arizona? Where did you grow up at? I did. Uh, I was born in uh,
1: Denver, Colorado. OK. And um, I was uh, raised in Maryville, West Phoenix. So, so you
0: moved here pretty young. Yeah. Nineteen eighty seven. Okay, yeah. Well that that must have been very young. You're a younger yeah. man. When and when I say growing up, I mean, you know, first date, you know, high school, all that kind of stuff. Man, yeah, real you know. shit. Like Yeah, the real shit. You learn about life. Okay. And um you you apparently started out as a rapper. What who, what influenced you to get into rap music? In the music, my dad was actually a manager of music. Okay. Yeah, already so, in the industry.
1: Already. Great. So when he had got custody of me and my brother and we came out to Arizona, he like took me to a studio. So I was like always around music. He was managing acts and doing all that. He already was managing music. And I was like, dang. And then I got introduced to hip hop, start writing, it was like, start spitting these bars, start cooking niggas, roasting niggas. Mm-hmm. I actually became the best rapper in Arizona history for a quick moment.
0: Right. Okay. okay. Until my
1: career got ended by Rocky Tyrade.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we can talk about all that. Now, did, now, just for record, did anyone else claim you the best rapper in Arizona history or was that self-proclaimed? Couple, couple hoes. Couple hoes. <laughs> in the middle there. of, in the middle of Cloitus, <laughs> or after, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: Um, was like, yeah, couple hoes was like,
0: man, you got the crown, you got the crown, huh? Well, yeah. I appreciate the ability to crown yourself. Either way, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, and what was that event that said stop? I, I didn't. I missed the term. It wasn't familiar to me. What was the term that you said stopped your rap or your your reign as the king of Arizona? Uh, I got
1: I got cooked in a battle by a uh, artist out here named Rocky Tyrade. Okay,
0: he actually runs Black Lives Matter out here. Okay, so you actually um. You actually were ba- battle rapped as well back then. Yeah, yeah. I okay. love battle
1: rap. Okay. Cannabis art. I love battle rap.
0: Okay. Yeah, cannabis was heavy. Everybody loved cannabis for, for a good Grew up
1: on uh, clue tapes. You from New York? Clue yeah. tapes, yeah, heavy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I'm from Virginia, but very East Coast minded. We grew up on New York style. Yeah, you're from Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I miss miss some of that. It was what's going on there. And I'm also happy to kind of be here as well as it goes on because it's heavy. It's tough, you know. We don't get into, we don't need to get into the heavy part quite yet. Um, who was, who was, uh, who was your inspiration to, to get into hip hop, whether it was a national artist or a friend or family member, what was, you know, to take it serious. seems like you took it serious for a while. looked like you burnt some CDs. You, you made some cover art. You did some real, you was, stuff. you was really doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, um, well from my neighborhood was like Mike mill. He's a, uh, Maryville legend. Um, he inspired me. Um, NWA inspired me. Okay. Um, I don't know my, my friend Nico G my best friend Nico G like we would just be rhyming so we was like shit let's try to press some
0: shit up and right. put it out there and go platinum yeah it's a good spirit good independent spirit yourself, no right. that's how you tried though. you tried <laughs> and I, I you know I'm a firm believer I hope that a lot of our you know the things we do in life lead us to a place maybe where we're uh at our best I mean I think right. uh I don't know where, I don't know, you know, I never, I haven't, didn't quite get all the way into your music. I poked around and tried to find it. You tried to find my music? A little bit. Oh, hell no. But I didn't do enough research. I didn't, I didn't find anything. Because it's very, you were rapping in that era where it's no telling where your music was. Now, I didn't go, I probably should have gone to that piff. I didn't take the time to go to that piff. Or, do I have anything on there? I don't know. I I, I researched the SoundCloud. Maybe you were pre-SoundCloud. I just couldn't, you know, it, you were in that era where. I was MySpace here. Music could be anywhere, right. Yeah. Right, MySpace, right. MySpace. That was definitely the precursor to everything going Back on. Back when you would yeah. upload the MP3s and the websites. I still as well have like four songs on a on a MySpace site somewhere out there. <laughs> hidden? Uh, if you can find it. No, they're not hidden. They're just nobody. Whoever's running around MySpace, feel free, you know. Um so so once you got beaten in a rap battle, did that stop your whole rap career? Did you decide to do something else at that point? Or did that just slow it down? Because that is a big blow, especially when you are believed yourself to be the king of uh, Arizona, uh, Phoenix, AZ, hip-hop at the time. That must have been a big blow to lose a that battle. That was uh, definitely a blow to my ego. It's a, um, it's a blow to everybody, but yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: So once I got destroyed, my best friend, one of my best friends named Rich Rico... Mexican artist from out here. Okay. He came to my apartment. He said he wanted to rap. I was like, okay, I can use my clout and help push you. So I, I turned my full attention into pushing rich Rico. Okay. And he, um, you could research it. He became one of the hottest artists in Arizona. He was a Mexican artist and, um, he would rap Mexican trap music. Okay. So he was talking about Pisces moving dope across the border.
0: Sounds interesting. Yeah. 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 So you so you found out maybe at that point that you kind of knew the formula because you kind of took what you did for yourself and did it for somebody else. Did it did occur to you at that time, like, hey, I might know what I'm doing here as far as putting somebody forth, or putting yeah. presenting an artist kind of? Um, yeah, because at that time, I was like,
1: how can I get Rich Reek? Because he's a new artist. Nobody knew him. So how can I get his his music played? So I decided... Okay, let me go to these promoters and see if I can host their club night. Okay. And for hosting their club night, you can play my artist. Great segue, by the way. Right. Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> so I became a, um. well, this is when Twitter first came out anyway. Okay. So when Twitter first broke, I was, people kind of like my personality online. So they like my tweets and stuff and promoters are all, he's funny. So I was like, well, I can promote your show. I can tweet your show but in sh- in exchange go ahead and place my artists at your club night let them perform and that's that's way it popped So you
0: kind of became a manager and a host at just a spur of life at the same time it sounds yeah, like Yeah same time yeah And um, and so it seems like from listening to you talk at other places it seemed like you really enjoyed hosting once you started hosting Was it just to service the artists or did you actually enjoy that uh, that process because it's a lot easier than being a rap and I've done being a rapper. I've done both. I've hosted a lot of events. Okay. And uh, you know, hosting is so relaxing and fun compared to performing a 20 minute set somewhere. Right. You know, uh.
1: well, when, when I was rapping, I wouldn't get no money.
0: Right. That's true. I, wasn't getting uh, I, feel, paid. You, I feel you on
1: that. <laughs> I feel you. I got you. I wasn't getting paid nothing. So right. when the promoter said, okay, I'll let you host. So, the first night, I believe um, it was a promoter by the name of. Um, well, I did work with a, a promoter by the name of Plus Game back in the day. But my first, I count my first real host, it was inside of a club. So, when I walked into the club, the promoter handed me $150, mm. just handed it to me. Mm. And you got to think, being a rapper for all those years and not getting paid, now you're about to pay me just to get on stage. Up front, and, as and well, it sounds shit.
0: like. Yeah, he paid you up front. Yeah, I was is- like. Rare for rap, even if you do get paid, you yeah, get paid up front, yeah.
1: So they gave me that, and I was like, "Shit, this shit is fun." And that time I'm young, so I'm getting free drinks.
0: Mm. There's
1: yams everywhere, ladies. ladies,
0: the attention of the yams, attention
1: getting popular. I got my artists. So at certain point, hosting was fun as fuck. Mm-hmm. Then it just turned dark. What
0: happened? What happened with it? I never got that far into it for it to go dark. What happened? The cocaine, the prostitutes, <laughs> nah, the no, meth. What happened? Nah, we're
1: we're no It just got dark, bro. Like the nights of not remembering days, like okay. literally drinking every
0: single day. Right. It turned into a whole lifestyle. It was a lifestyle. whole job for you, it was a yeah. whole thing. So
1: you didn't have a day job, you would just. Hosting. Yeah, I got to the point where hosting began to pay my bills.
0: Right. That's an incredible yeah. place to be, but it sounds like, like you said, it became overwhelming. Too too overwhelming. And naturally... Um, a job becomes a job. I tell that yeah. to people all the time. <laughs> no matter what you think is fun, uh, and I'm sure porn star people could relate, but uh, there's been many DJ gigs where I just wanted to stay home, but you can't in entertainment. You got to show up. You got to do it. But, like, anytime you do something like a job, and the way a job performs, it becomes a job, no right. matter how fun it is. And that's what right. you're you're telling us, that this great job, ladies giving me attention, free drinks. I, I don't have a real job. I just got to recoup during the day and get ready for the next night. Right. Became too much. Became too troublesome, much. troublesome. Troublesome. Yeah. Right, right. It became, like like, just... Did you have women fighting over you that you hadn't even really made moves to, towards? Did you have? Yams? Did, did you have, excuse me, yams. Uh, pardon me. Did, for the rest of the show, <laughs> I'll, I'll use the correct lingo. Did you yams? have yams? Did you have yams causing trouble in your life when you haven't even really made uh, a move or or, 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 uh, did yams become tr- part of this trouble? Is, I guess I'm just, I'm a very married man. I've been with my right. wife for about eight, seven years, so. So like I mean, I just think maybe like uh I'm I'm reminiscing with you and, and enjoying through your journey but at the same time you know yams can become a struggle and they problem can. sometimes.
1: One so. time I, I I was um I was talking to a a young lady and then the lady that I was talking to um, I really liked her more, so I started kissing her in the club. Ooh. And then the other girl saw it and she like left. That was that was at a younger age. That was Right, right. Before I'm in mean, a, a relationship, but right. wasn't, wasn't a smart, smart move.
0: No. We I used to promote small shows in Richmond and uh it was a small venue, only held about a hundred people. And a guy was gonna rap that night and um he showed up way too early and both of the women he invited to the show showed up way too early. Oh. So you're talking about a room that held a hundred people. It was only about 20 people there. Mm-hmm. And he was there with both women trying to dip and dodge. He had a oh, rough yeah. night. you know. He was on
1: his tie dollar sign. He was on his tie dollar <laughs> sign. Right, that's right. <laughs> He's paranoid in the club.
0: Now I'm, to my understanding, I know you have the hatrix and I know you have AZ is better. And I think that that kind of sums up, uh, the dichotomy, maybe that is Mike Terrell. What uh, I I know and I've heard that you've been a huge critic of Arizona hip hop. Yes, and now I now you definitely seem to see some highlights and some future and and uh, and things on the horizon. Uh, so I'll give you the two prong question: What is what is wrong with Arizona hip hop, and and what is right about it?
1: Um, <clears throat> let's see. What is right about Arizona hip hop?
0: Because you've been around a long time. Most of us are newbies, like me, three, five, ten years in. You've been here the whole time, uh, through Hot Rod and Willie North Pole, and right. you know a lot of the ups and downs that come and go. What? So I, I really respect your opinion. So I'm gonna be quiet and listen to your answer. Hmm, what's right about Arizona hip hop? You can start with what's wrong if what's it's wrong? easier. <laughs> whatever, whatever, however you want to tackle it.
1: Uh, what's wrong? I think, I think we've always had missed timing. I think we've, we've never had the, the, the perfect timing. Like when Willie, like, just imagine if Willie North Pole would have been cracking in this era. Like. I believe that people would have been behind him knowing that, mm-hmm. okay, he has a major record deal. Ludacris is with him. Mm-hmm. Like In this era, we don't have somebody like a, let's say, a Rick Ross standing next to a J-Rob the Chief right. or a, a Jay-Z standing next to somebody. During that era, when Ludacris was standing next to Willie, it immediately turned into, oh, shit, I got to get my shit together. I got to get... Which is fine.
0: People became competitive.
1: Competitive. Instead which, of
0: accepting him as a leader or following suit, maybe.
1: Thinking business-wise, we're like, right. if I push Willie through the door, then we all going to come to the door.
0: Do you think there was more... um was it more or less, or was it just different? Let's say the infrastructure of Arizona hip hop, the you know uh, the the independent artist was it? Because it's a lot now. Coming from where I come from, to me, it's a lot, and it's a lot of hip rappers everywhere. To be right. honest, but right. uh, as far as the infrastructure, or w- w- when you're saying things you would like to see it happen now, do you feel like the infrastructure is more ready to support? Uh that kind of movement now is that what you're alluding to? Yes, 100%. You got to okay. think we have this
1: uh radio station RTU Worldwide Radio. We have uh Daniel and Tita podcast. We have mm-hmm. the Hatrix. Hayes is better. Right now we have those platforms. So let's say let's say TI says, "Look, I want to sign j Rob the chief, but I really want to stand next to him. Like he's going to be with me in videos. He's going to be he's going to be this way. I believe The state would get behind that type of movement. Right now, in this era, we just don't see it. Uh, But granted, in this era, it's more a hundred percent more talented than it was in my era. Okay. The talent level is just yeah ridiculous.
0: I see a lot of talent, so I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah, the talent's
1: crazy right now.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of talent. Um, Do you feel like there's a working here at RTU? And since I've been in the Phoenix area, I've been here three years. It seems like there's a bit of a disconnect uh, from commercial radio. Mm. And I know you had (laughs) I know you had a huge campaign um, to get uh, uh, African-American or black host uh, during primetime during the day. And I think you were successful with that. Am I correct? You are correct. Uh, Should we should we should we? I feel like people have told me we should give you a partial, if not most of the credit for that. How do you feel? Do you agree with that? No, nah, there was a lot of people that was working on it. Um, was there a big push
1: behind the, the scenes? Cause I know
0: you pushed for it. Uh, yeah. Okay. I was mainly the face of it. Okay. Um,
1: but we did end up getting jello on uh power 98.3, mm-hmm.
0: um, which, which is a start. Um, it doesn't seem like major artists come through here and interview. Now, mind you, I don't listen to commercial radio, it's never really been my bag. I've never really asked for a job at commercial radio. People mm-hmm. have always told me you should be in radio. It's never really been what I've been interested in. Um, it, it, it doesn't, I don't seem to hear. Um, the major artists get interviewed on the radio though here, like I did maybe in Richmond is to do, do, do you think the artists come to Phoenix, uh, or does the radio interview them and I'm just missing it? What's good. They still like, don't get me wrong. They still come out here.
1: Okay. Like, they still, they still come out here. Um, radio, even though a lot of people don't listen to the radio record labels still believe that radio is still a huge part. Well, it's like the arm. Of, it's, a, it's
0: a sales arm of the major record label system, you know, it's how they advertise their product basically. Yeah. Yeah, So uh,
1: they, they they definitely come out here. It's just that I believe in like podcasts, podcasts, we have white podcasts, Mexican podcasts, Asian podcasts, black Mm -hmm. podcasts. It's more diverse. Sure. Hip hop radio in Arizona. There was not one single black person in a main position. And you're talking about hip hop
0: culture, then you. I have- wanted to sign up, but I figured I wouldn't qualify. <laughs> so I just decided to come here instead. Nah. I was like, I know all, nah, no, that's not what it is.
1: Yeah, so like, I wanted it to be where it's like more diverse and we be able to have like those voices. Like, sure. I'm listening to Power 98 the other day, and Jello, he's talking about how to freak your ramen noodles. We weren't get that conversation before.
0: Right, right, right. He's
1: right, not telling us how to... Right. Fr- like. He's giving us, like, okay, this is how we freak it. You had the cheese, this and that. I'm like, cool. I, somebody that I can listen to radio, but
0: okay, I can relate to him. This may sound like a white man phrase, but that that sounds like jail. I, I'm very familiar with jail <laughs> culture because not that I've ever been, but I love to watch it on the internet yeah, as a lot of people do. 60 Days and, In. And, and all that, all the shows, the people that just got out, the big uh, Bussin' Cheeks, that guy, and there's a bunch of people and... <laughs> But uh and Wallow of course from uh from the Million Dollars Worth of Game. The but yeah, yeah, yeah. Freaking the uh freakin' the Noodle sounds like jail culture to me. And I often worry that porn and jail culture and gang culture are kind of running mainstream life these days. Facts. Facts. Uh between, you know, everybody's blue or red, that's gang culture. Uh a lot of what the girls are wearing Trump. is close to porn culture. Trump is definitely wrestling, if red, not whatever. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. definitely uh, so here we are. Nonetheless, so before we get off of commercial radio, I'm like I said, I'm new here, but I have uh, some ears to the street. And, the, and correct me if I'm wrong. They told me that you personally were offered a gig on commercial radio, and that you turned it down. Would that be correct, or a statement, or no?
1: No, that's a hundred percent false. So you never, ne- you never, you
0: never got offered a job on commercial radio. They
1: never said Mike Terrell. This is how much we're going to tell pay us, you. Tell us well, that's, that's,
0: <laughs> when you hey. One of the reasons I, I started learning about commercial radio before I started working there, and that's one of the downfalls. When I learned that a lot of guys I looked up to were still working a part-time job, ten, fifteen right. years in. Um, tell us about that experience. What what happened with commercial? Why didn't Mike uh, Ter- Ter- Terrell cor- connect with commercial radio? Um. <clears throat> Well it, well I
1: started working at uh Graham's. It sounds
0: like something happened. Yeah. They didn't technically offer you a job with a number behind it, but it sounds like there was some kind of connection. Something happened there.
1: Well, um Dennis, when Justice um from RTU here, he he started a campaign that uh that, that radio station power did not care about Arizona hip hop.
0: He promised me he's not coming in today. I promise.
1: So he started whooping the radio ass. Not, not, right. like I remember really that beating. campaign
0: you No, know, the billboards they ran and it was a, you know, uh 90.3 doesn't care about hip hop. And all. so that he thing.
1: put pressure on them. Like, yes. So yes. them, they, they back was probably against the wall and they asked me to get on the show because I, I'm very critical of Arizona hip hop. And I was a, a voice out here. So they asked me to get on the show. I was like, cool. So I got on the show um, with old Jesus and all them. Um and then like we would we did the show for about a year. It was cracked. To me, that was the best that show's ever been because like I was on there, you know what I'm saying? So so the goats on it, no (laughs)
0: No, but I mean, hey, uh honesty and bluntness in 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 commercial radio is is always a refreshing
1: thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we brought um, Marlon Taylor on there. He's okay, a great comedian. They brought him on the show. Um, one night it was just me and Marlon Taylor on there by ourselves, mm-hmm. and that we we should have got fired that night because we turned the shit just turned into like some hood shit. I got you. Ever, that's the in that radio station's history. Ain't never been no hood shit like that before. Mm-hmm. But that was the best the best show they've ever had on it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, I guess so. Jesus didn't want to do the show no more. He wanted to be with his family, which is understandable. But it was never no communication of, we want to bring you on, Mike. We want to pay you this and this and that.
0: So I was like, I'm out. Okay, because there was a rumor. I'm going to tell you the whole full rumor. Yeah, right you the, the let me get the rumor. The rumor was that they were going to give you your own show, and that you didn't want to work your board. You didn't want to work the board yourself. Learn the board. And and you. And you said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm out. I'm not doing it.
1: There was. They, they, every rumor has got a little bit of truth in it. So I, like... <laughs> I didn't learn the board because oh, right. you have to pay me to learn the board.
0: I got you. You didn't but, want to... radio but... does like a lot of stuff for free. They're used to getting a lot of things for right. free or for a trade for ad or whatever. Right. They're used to working that way. And especially when you're working your way in interns, all this kind of thing, they really like f- free they really like yeah, a deal yeah, let's yeah. put it that way
1: and like i hosted two shows for them for free and I you never... felt like
0: you had already paid your dues or you'd yeah. already yeah 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 yeah. Like, and I... you had something that was moving you had something that was moving i, I, right? I
1: brought them the musty awards <laughs> <laughs> and the, the musty awards was cracking like right, I it bet. was cracking ask the artist i was at the musty awards they was like this shit is lit um,
0: do you think sometimes radio programmers and, and more, you know, people that are more college, I hate to say it, but college trained to do radio, do you think they miss the impact that black culture has or how persuasive or how um, incredibly entertaining it is? I mean, b- black culture has been a big part of my life and I think it's so persuasive now that people don't even realize sometimes that they're laughing at black culture. They just think, mm. oh, that guy's funny. They don't right. realize. And uh, I think easily in Phoenix, you could people could look over that and not realize all the fun that they're having or especially for the radio programmers, not realize how much Latino, uh, regular, regular old white folks, uh, Russian, Germans, whoever, you know, like I think they might confuse and think that oh just black people will get this not really realizing that black culture is a huge part of all of our entertainment these, yeah, these yeah. days so you can't pigeonhole you can't say oh those black guys are just going to bring in the eight percent of phoenix's black population or yeah. whatever no we we're gonna we laugh at you know we laugh at we still laugh at it in living color at martin at you know at eddie murphy at all these things we still laugh at that you know and uh, as someone who remembers hip hop when it wasn't so persuasive and it looked very strange for white people to be involved in hip hop, right, right, you know nowadays it's it's in cartoons, it's in cereal, it's in it's everywhere. It's so persuasive. Yeah, that you, like we you don't break really the re- you don't really realize you're enjoying hip hop culture anymore because it's so everywhere. Right. All right. Well, we cleared up the radio. Uh, we re- we cleared up the radio nonsense. Um. And I've, uh, like I said, I've never asked for a job in commercial radio. I just, it always seemed like a it's bad deal. It's a lot deal. of politics. A like, lot of politics. And it's... A lot of low pay. it generally, generally a business. Hard to generate your own money once right. you sign up with the team. You can't really do that at all, you know. Um, so that's tough. I mean, you can host things. You were already hosting, though. They couldn't really offer you something you, you hadn't already had.
1: Yeah, you know? they didn't... Um, I mean, maybe, I mean, my best friend, Nico G, um, he said I should have learned a board just for future reference. Like I could have took that skill and went somewhere else with it. Mm-hmm. But I felt like if I paid my dues for a year, I was always on time. Um, never high, drunk, sloppy. Right. Constant never, professional.
0: Never got the call from the SEC or anybody. No, I Never got, got the, the call from the SEC.
1: Yeah. Um, I felt I paid my dues and. Like, even the program, the program director was like, "Well, I didn't know."
0: Like, they didn't care. <laughs> right, right, right. They didn't care. Right. Well, so okay, so now we leave. D, we we leave rapping. We leave hosting. We're not going to work in commercial radio. Um, all I know you from is uh, basically Facebook and Instagram. When when did you start? Um, and you, an important point earlier. It sounds like you basically. Started managing um, your homie's career like you said when Twitter came out and you kind of learned how to utilize Twitter and uh, I'm sure that highlighted and helped you host and everything you've done as far as promotion because promotion is everything these days it seems like uh, It's a lot of work when you need to be doing something every you know once twice a day all week and everything But what when you when did you begin? When did you begin? Just It's very bold, It's very bold your broadcast, because it's usually just you. I've seen you do product reviews, and I've seen you have some people sit in. <laughs> but most of the time, it's just you and a mic, and uh, right. just you cracking that mic. Um, we'll start with this. Who inspired you as a broadcaster? Because it's a different thing than rapping or hosting. Who inspired you as a broadcaster to crack that mic, like just one-on-one with a camera and speak to the world, really? 100% star from New York. Okay. Troy Terrain. Troy Terrain. One
1: hundred percent star. One
0: of my, I'm a big fan as most people are. Big inspiration. Like
1: when, when I was a kid, I I heard like the Aaliyah stories and I was, I really didn't know him that much. So I got on YouTube and then I found his show and I'm like, Oh my God, like this dude's incredible. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to be able where I can talk 30 minutes by myself, with no guest hosts, no guests, and be able to entertain people, mm-hmm. so that's why I've been trying to like build up build up that um reputation and build up that muscle of being able to crack that mic by myself and just mm-hmm. be able to talk and get into my own thoughts uh charlemagne uh, big inspiration as well, and um Howard Stern as well,
0: okay, okay. Yeah yeah i've heard you mention um howard stern before and i i've started there i was a big fan of howard stern yes got into Opie and anthony got into um star and buck wild uh i've been watching him since the since the um the very first broadcast, the ones that were public access in New York, okay, in the, okay. but I, I only on YouTube. Yeah. But but you know, I didn't see them live, of course. But uh, and this, and the show was just raw. And then uh, somewhere a year or two ago, with the Drink Champs and everything, I realized that um, everybody is trying to be starring Buck Wild from two thousand. You think you know? so? Well, I mean, the Drink Champs definitely. I mean, I don't, that's a direct comparison. I mean, as far see, as having really the,
1: up on the star and buck wild, show, you didn't see so the I public didn't see, access. I didn't. You
0: got to go back and check the public access shows. It's star and buck wild sitting at a table, one camera facing them bottles lined up. Oh, wow. they're taking, they're taking shots and drinks and actually drinking bread and things. Cause they're getting literally drunk on air, um, and the 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 thing that was so funny about them, I mean, they picked five celebrities and they went at them every week. Like this oh, this week it's Buster Rhymes and J Lo and whoever was popping back then, P Diddy and I mean just you know you know how Star can go that's yeah. how that's how he would go at them cuz it was public access they took callers it's really crazy you got to watch I it i got to watch that i'm a big fan stern not so much anymore i feel like stern's heyday was a long time yeah, ago yeah he's, not he's, not in his he's prime. changed a lot and it's uh, not in his prime it's no not more. to the benefit uh i'm big uh, but yeah i and when i must say not as much but when i first started watching you there was a touch of Rush Limbaugh. Has anybody ever Rush? told you that? Nah, I never heard that. that was. I think uh, maybe it's in your cadence. Sometimes you. It seems like you're. you It seems like you're slowing yourself down a little bit on some on yeah. some things. And uh, when you pause and and you know being a bigger guy, maybe take a breath. Yeah. You know, to me that was a bit. That was a bit Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. But But uh, but like that. I said, that was kind of my first. Well, most of your fans probably aren't familiar with Rush Limbaugh. I. Uh, I worked in construction a lot of years, so whatever was on the radio, we listened to a lot. Usually it was classic rock, because I okay. worked with older guys, but, you know, I listened to some Rush Limbaugh, and it's just, most of your fans wouldn't get that reference, but, uh, I, maybe it's just a good broadcast, and I don't know. What, uh, so when did you actually start? Around what year or what platform was it, Facebook, when you started just camp, set up a camera, or? I
1: had, I had, um, this is like because Rich Rico, my artist, he retired. Okay, from he wanted to be a family man. Got it. Hip hop one for him. I fully respected it. It's hard to do both. Yeah, so I w- I wanted to keep going. This one, I'm just purely in the lifestyle of drinking, smoking, partying. Right. And I was like, I got my iPhone, and I was like, there's this memo thing on here. So I was like, I'm gonna record like I'm gonna make like a radio station. So I would record like me talking, then I'll get a local song. Paste it in there, then I upload it to um sound. It's the sound click, sound click.
0: It sounds familiar.
1: Yeah. Then I called it iTone Radio.
0: That's that's pretty inventive and creative. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Just to take that, just to take that uh, first step and just do it like that. Yeah.
1: And then my first interview that <coughs> way I got was with Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, there was a magazine. I forgot the magazine out here, and he was like, "I want you to do an interview with Machine Gun Kelly." And then we're going to print it in the magazine. I'm like, All right. so I recorded it, but I just took the audio and made it into a podcast. So I was like, I got my first interview with machine gun Kelly.
0: Wow. That's a huge step though. Yeah.
1: Right. And, I, and I was like, I got a, a show where you can listen to it directly on the iPhone. Um, so I called it iTunes radio and then I stopped doing that. Cause I think I had had my first son. So I stopped doing that. And then, um, me and my uh me and my friend nico we came up with the um what was it called it was called the um i forgot the name of the show but it was me and nico just going back and forth talking shit and then that's where we are Mm
0: -hmm. what um did you what gets the best groupies a rapper a host or a podcast
1: the best groupies groupies. it gotta be a rapper Really? Rapper? Yeah, gotta be a rapper. Okay. Gotta be. Okay. I remember um, I used to host for a company out here named Urban AZ.
0: Okay. Um, I wanted to shout them out. Good deal. She, Urban AZ.
1: Salute uh, Urban AZ. You gotta get Mercedes in here. She used to work with Urban AZ. She probably, like... Get her interview because she love knows. to. Mercedes, every... if anybody, somebody knows Mercedes, <laughs> tell
0: Mercedes. We want to get her on the mission. No she doubt. has
1: the, probably the best industry stories ever because mm-hmm. she was married to uh, Roger Troutman. Rest in peace, Roger oh, Troutman.
0: Okay, rest in she peace. She had a baby,
1: Roger right. Troutman, too. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, being backstage in, like, Urban AZ shows to see, like, celebrities, mm-hmm. that's when I finally realized these niggas is regular people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Like the only person that 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 I looked at was like he's like a superstar was when I met Keith Sweat. He was on some fly shit.
0: The R and B guys do kind of hold that mantle yeah. a little higher <laughs> than other people, you know. Yeah, I, the only my only reference to seeing Keith Sweat is not in real life, but that time. What was it? One of the younger rappers said something about challenging him as an R and B artist, and the look Oh, it was uh, Jacquees. Yeah, at backstage, and the look Keith Sweat gave him was just incredible. <laughs> I appreciate that. That was really some old man business right there. Yeah, he probably sent the goons up there, but yeah, um,
1: French Montana he performed, and then I was hosting his show. I seen him literally takes a man's girl. Just, to, yeah. From the crowd and yeah. brought her backstage and she left his man. He didn't even have a ride back.
0: But that brings up an interesting story. Let me ask you this question. One time I got hooked up with a friend to go to this is the one of the few shows where Wu Tang and Rage Against the Machine actually made it and performed okay. together. And uh beautiful girl, my friend hooked it up. And uh so we went and we drove, you know, two or three hours to get there. It was an all-day thing. And um she wanted she wanted me to she wanted me to escort her to where the backstage entrance is because she wanted to go backstage. Mm. Now I didn't know this chick and I didn't have no rights to her. It wasn't that, right. you know what I mean? I felt like if she wanted to go, she could go. I'm, I, you know, I, you know, you know, Wait, y'all came to the show together. Right. Well, <laughs> as with another couple as like a put together couple to okay. go to the show, it okay. wasn't like I asked her out, but I'm sure it was like, Hey, my friend Swerve is going to, and my friend's going, and okay, "Okay, cool, you know. So it was a pretty good... Uh, you know, she was, she was light skinned and like white guys. And I was, uh, a white guy that was heavily into rap music. I thought it was a perfect fit. Yeah. But not, not most of the time, not usually. But anyway, she wanted me to escort her to the backstage door. And I just felt the way. I said, if you, you know, it's not that, it's not a rough crowd. If you want to go, you can go. But I'm not, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not going to show up at the backstage door. Like one, I'm offering her up as a sacrifice or I, God forbid you think I want to come too. Right. cuz i'm i'm not that kind of guy i don't want you know i always wanted to meet people eye to eye not as a groupie you know mm, what i mean I know so what saying, if, so what if she wanted to go groupie out i'm cool you can that's you i don't like i said i can't stop you but i don't know if i want to help you so i didn't help her i don't I know i would have left her yeah well
1: <laughs> be like, oh, you're going to the backstage I right i'm out well
0: you know if she would have made it back there that's probably would have happened god bless her I don't, I don't know what she expected me to do in that situation i just thought it was a weird thing to request of a guy but I'm you know
1: you, that's how you test these girls i guess take so. them to a
0: concert I guess so. Take us to a concert. See
1: if they want to get backstage and get the yams waxed.
0: That's a good thing. Bringing bringing that up, yams. Now, uh, now I swear, just five minutes ago, Gillette Razorblade was telling me how to speak to and about women in a proper way, <laughs> and and five minutes later, we've got WAP and yams. Now help yes. me help me understand. Um, yams is that a is that just in general for all women or is that a particular portion of the women that's just that's just women women. a nice name that's playful playful are the women okay Um, with it is it uh
1: yeah, I think yeah,
0: I've been in a couple. Yeah, they, they like, like on the sp- yams. on the spectrum of ma'am to bitch. Where does it, is it does it fall somewhere <laughs> ma'am, in between? Ma'am, it's, ma'am. it's closer to yeah, ma'am than bitch. Ma'am. Okay, I just want to know. I don't I don't usually address too many women I don't know, so I don't have to speak of the yams much. <laughs> but uh, you, you gla- know, the, I like to know. are
1: glazed, that means you you shot the club up with no condom.
0: Okay, glaze in the yams. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you're helping me out because I thought that was like the cocoa butter. Like when I when you, I thought glazing the yams was like a nice thigh meat with the cocoa butter being rubbed on it. But I I see what you mean now. Shooting up the club, glazing the yams. Glazing the yams. Yeah. yeah, Well, yeah. I I glazed the yams. I'm gonna I'm gonna start calling my wife the yams and see see how she thinks about that. What um, I see you really go back and forth with guys about LeBron. Let's oh, get to yes. it. Yes,
1: LeBron.
0: James. Now, I, without a doubt, let's make this clear. You were you were LeBron. You said earlier you were LeBron fan off the court.
1: I love LeBron James off the court. Off the court, can't hate on that man. Great father, stand up guy, stand-up family guy. man,
0: role model,
1: role model. Kind of corny. But- I
0: am a role model. Would you have to, as someone who's a dad now, being a dad, being a role model. You know, there's going to be times when your street credibility comes in question right, if you're right. if you're fathering right. You know. Right. You can't wear J's to the playground. You know what I mean. Right, you got to have right. some dad shoes dad if shoes. that sums it up. You know what I mean. It's a different lifestyle, and someone who is completely street could very much judge me as corny, and I would have to accept that. That's okay. I understand. I, I,
1: it's cool to be corny now.
0: I get up early. I go to bed early. I'm not. You know, I, my fa- it's my family first. That's what it's all about for me. But mind you, uh, the only thing I've ever done is small sell small small sell small amounts of cannabis. I've never really been a gangster. <laughs> Uh now that i've moved to arizona i 'm official <laughs> civilian hundred <laughs> percent civilian uh i 'm not doing any crime at all uh so but anyway um what do you think could be better where you say arizona hip hop is way better than it was maybe ten years ago uh fifteen years ago what what does it need to do What does arizona hip hop need to do one I, th- I think
1: they just gotta learn their line their business um they gotta become get- independent um yeah i mean Or stay independent. Ain't nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. being independent. If you can, if you can do that shit yourself. But I think they, they also need to work on the art too. Like LeBron James practices that jump shot. He practiced that a million, million, million times. I think artists have gotten away from, um, practicing their art, practicing rhyme schemes, practicing how to make dope music, asking people to help them pick beats, like, you gotta think there's an artist named Mulatto, who a uh, female rapper um, popping right now out there in, in in the whole industry. And she was on that uh, reality show with JD called The Rap Game. Even though she was on there for a short period of time, that's artist development. Yeah. And right now, what's missing in hip-hop is artist development.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I think, uh, I think part of Arizona's
1: oh we got
0: tons of games here today um has any of has any of the legends been paid so far pay your legends pay has have any legends been paid so far the campaign has been in effect have any legends been paid what do you mean like i've been paid You've been paid, yeah. Okay, well, good. That, yeah. I guess I guess yeah. it's your yeah. campaign. That's I'm the paid. main one yeah. you want to talk about. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, uh, yeah. It was funny how that uh, pay your lead just came about. Like I wanted to uh, go back into the club for my birthday, mm-hmm. and then um, the promote- let's talk
0: about that. I saw it on Facebook.
1: Yeah, and then the promoters they wanted to uh, treat me like a I would say a local rapper, like. Well, you need to bring this amount of people, this amount of people. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But in that club scene, I've paid my dues, like take care of me. So I did a campaign on Instagram, like pay your legends. And then those different clubs like offering me like different services, like we'll give you this and I will give you that. Then it was just a young promoter. That's why I like young people. I'm respecting the youth of Arizona because they plugged me plugged me and they didn't have to they just did it off off of respect Mm -hmm. like the younger generation um people don't give them enough uh, enough credit for what they do out here as far as hip-hop
0: yeah i think you know i've met all the 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 young guys i've met have been very like old souls kind of like smart guys that um nothing like what some people would think maybe when you think about younger talent um and uh, what do you think of uh When I say the words respect the underground, and not just the words in general, the company we're talking about—what what is is it? What comes to mind when you say respect the underground? You've been around the whole time, from their emergence to to now. Um, I really wasn't around for the uh, for the emergence. Okay.
1: Um, I was in the house. I was in a bad relationship at that time, so my girl wouldn't let me come outside, so I wouldn't.
0: So that was like a that was during that was after the hosting you were you went through a time when you were just out of the scene. Yeah, I was I I was
1: out of the scene. Um, But yeah, but justice he comes to mind. Respect on the ground. Okay. Um, I remember. I believe there's some club on the north side. I
0: hate to ask, but has there ever been a diss track?
1: With me and Justice,
0: <laughs> <Nah>. okay, <laughs> No. Okay, I'm just checking. it just lock the door. Lock the door over there. I think me checking. and
1: Justice knew each other since 2005, six. Okay, like, I, would th- I would
0: think it's a, you've been in the scene together. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've always be...
1: it's not never been like a love hate relationship.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: We've always it's like old men. Like me and him, we'll we'll always probably
0: be slandering each other until we like into our 60s and 70s and shit. When I when I did my when I did my ear to the street no matter whether people, um, not everybody fucked with you, but no matter whether people fucked with you or not, they all respected your gift of gab. i oh, say that. Appreciate that. No man. matter what, you know, um, to be honest, some people questioned, um, the title of podcast King. They say, how can this guy be a podcast King? He does he doesn't have a platform. Um,
1: again, I never said I was podcast. No, king. I know. Thank you for doing hey, that. I, 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 it, yeah. You
0: know, Hey, I, uh, I respect your gift to gab and I respect your ability as a broadcaster. Thank you. Um, So and, you know, uh, we 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 make headlines to catch eyes. We make make headlines to start debates. Right. Um, To someone to someone who says you need to have a platform or you're not a proper podcaster until you have some kind of platform. What do you say to those people that, that critic?
1: Mm, well, I say that I I am the platform, right? Like right now in this era, you can just Facebook and IG is the Facebook same as and what IG everybody is is the else is. Same thing. as everything. You can literally uh, pick up your phone. I can start talking right now, rip the audio and I can call the podcast
0: or all your clip. Pardon me for being ignorant or all your clips just like short clips that are posted on Facebook. Do you have longer play interviews or longer? Yeah. Like, do you have a YouTube channel as well? Or where, where do we get the full, I got my YouTube channel, Mike Terrell, Terrell.
1: um, Spotify. I'm on Mike Terrell. Um, when me and my friend, um, well, this one COVID hit me and my friend, Nico G, we had the Mike Terrell podcast, which was kind of like a therapy session to me. Mm -hmm. So it was like an hour to two hours and a half. But since COVID hit, I was like, shit, I want to keep my content going. I was like, "Shit, I'm about to, whatever." There's a topic that inspires me to talk about it. I'm gonna turn my fucking light on, turn my mic on, talk about it, and upload that shit to IGTV. And people like, um, they've been loving that shit. Like the, um, I'm in this Atlanta group where they share my my uh, my last video. I believe my last video is about the 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 voting beatdown.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, then yeah. they
1: sent that to Shade Room, and the Shade Room liked it. Oh wow! Yeah, so. Shade Room liked it. I was like, damn, hopefully they post me one day. Right, right. Um, To me, you are the platform.
0: Right, right. So there's no need.
1: Like, There's no need. I would love...
0: Wrap it up, boss. I'm out (laughs) of (laughs) here. Pull up the truck. Get the equipment out. No, no. I understand what you're saying, and I think it's very true. Um, uh, I think think it's just a matter of moments before... um, more and more people get turned on to your broadcast. Yeah, hopefully. and I think it's I think it's great. You know, God bless you. I think it's great. Uh, you mentioned um, you mentioned Stern and some others. Maybe did you mention Char- Charlemagne Andrew
1: Schultz? What
0: about Button? You got to go uh, through Button to get where you're going, or is that a different thing?
1: I like I like Joe. Um, I like Joe Button.
0: I'm very much non competitive with this. I feel like um. You know, obviously I'm I run a podcast and I can call someone else a podcast king. I don't I don't uh I think my show is very different than everyone else's. I'm certainly not in the clubs. I certainly don't speak about the yams. And uh I haven't followed sports in twenty years, so that's not my conversation. Yeah. I left sports uh soon after I stopped playing Mm -hmm. sports. Recreationally, just for okay. fun. When that slowed down, I stopped watching sports. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, all my references are like pre 95. So, of course, that's why I'm a Jordan <laughs> fan and not a LeBron fan. See? That's I'm why like, I fuck with you. I'm like, Kobe's cool, but he never, you know, his shoes needed to be better. I don't know why, but your shoes need to be better. Uh, LeBron's shoes should have always been better. Uh, LeBron, I, what, what, what broke the back for me because it, on, on a lot of levels, it seems like, um, I mean, a lot of levels, I got a three year old and a family and all that comes first and I got a show and, so I don't give a fuck at, at the beginning. But, but when LeBron walked off the court, can we, last just, time? can we just? Can we? Yeah, I yeah. mean, can we just talk about that? I mean, wasn't that an important game? Wasn't that a big deal? I mean, it's to me, it's any game. You stay on the court. You're making all that money. I hate to sound like an old Jew, which I'm not, but I hate to sound like one. But you, you make all that money, and you walk off the court early. It's just to me, a leader doesn't do that. And someone tried to argue and said, you know, you can't judge a man's frustration. Bullshit. That's what good sportsmanship is Jordan, all about. Jordan would
1: never. Would never, would never walk off. the court. Would never, would never.
0: Like, you know why? Because you know, and I'm gonna tell you the difference in thought to me. Because if if they if Jordan if Jordan would have lost that game, he would have stayed on the court because he would have felt like he was the reason. That he thing lost, right? He would have took responsibility. He wouldn't have been pointing any fingers. But God knows he had to. He had to win those games a lot on his own. So if he, he lost one, he would have took that on the chin because he would have been beating himself up. Yeah. The last thing he would have been done is walking off or pointing the finger at other people, and I, I think it was such a poor lesson for kids. I mean, you're supposed to learn that in in young and you know you're supposed to learn that at a young age. Please help me out. Help me understand. See, my thing
1: is like with that situation. A lot of people hate me for saying this, but LeBron James, I believe he's had he has daddy issues because he's never he never had a father growing up. His dad daddy would not shit. Michael Jordan and Kobe. They've had fathers, yeah, strong fathers, strong fathers. So
0: God with, bless Jordan's father. He might have, he might have, you know, who, <laughs> he might have took one for the team, for on, real. To, but, yeah. go, but go ahead, I don't want to yeah, say like that. J-
1: Jordan's father literally, when Jordan um, gets the Knicks, he literally took his son gambling to get some drinks and some yams. Yeah. That's
0: what fathers do, right, son? You're good losing. father. Yeah, <laughs> let's get your mind right. Let's son. get your mind get right, you, son. You're not acting right. Let's, let's reset. Let's reboot. Yeah, right, right. let's reboot. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Now Le- Lebron, I believe he's like he has like a sense of entitlement. Like every coach Lebron, I have fired, he doesn't. Lebron is the coach basically. Th- that's right. That's to his greatness though.
0: Right. Like, but it's also a detriment in the team. Right. In the team scheme of things, right? right? Did you Let me ask, did you have a strong relationship with your father? Yes, yeah, super strong. I did as well. Yeah. I, I actually worked with him for 20 years, so yeah. you, you don't get much closer than that. All the bullshit gets thrown out the window when you're doing hard work with somebody. Right, yeah. So me and my father, luckily, we didn't have to pay a therapist. We worked through all our issues. <laughs> while <laughs> on the job. While, while building houses yeah. on the job. Wait, do you think... Um, Do you think sometimes, because I run into this with uh, some of my stepson's friends um, and just people in life in general, do you think sometimes it's hard for, I think because we had strong fathers, we immediately see the differences. We immediately see the red flags. Um, Do you think. I mean, obviously, it's it's hard for people that are in that situation to see themselves the same way we see them, and I don't expect them to. Do you think it's hard for them to see? Them? I
1: think I think it is. It's it's naturally,
0: or or even an extension of that, the people that were raised similar to LeBron have a hard time seeing fault in him, maybe because of how they were raised as well. You know? Right, they do because it's, it's a lot of time is um,
1: re- a reaction off emotion. Like my dad, my dad told me to react off logic, like use logic, emotions. And even if he didn't,
0: (laughs) even if he didn't tell you, (laughs) he, he he moved that way in front of you. Right. He was a living, uh, role model for even the things he didn't say. You you picked up just watching him react and watching him react to situations. Right. Exactly. Which is so key. So important. Yeah,
1: Yeah. That's why I always say, um, having, having both parents is an absolute it's, it's key, even if they're yeah. not together, right. just so you have both both in right. life, right?
0: Yeah. And at the worst, a very strong uncle, grandfather, you know, mentor. steady very strong, steady guy that's around for a while, for a long time. Yeah, yeah mentor. Yeah.
1: Like I'm a stepdad as well. Okay. Just like you, yeah, and um.
0: Let's talk about those struggles. How are you dealing with that? Um, I've been with my stepson for, like I said, seven years. I came in when he was becoming a teenager. So I've been through the teenage years with a okay. stepson.
1: I haven't got there yet. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but I have a three-year-old who's my own. So I'm going through everything else. You know, I'm I'm learning it all as I get to be a whole man. Yeah. It's, I started late.
1: Yeah. It's kind of the like crazy dynamic because um, like my stepson, like he's never... He's never met his dad. Mm. He doesn't know his dad. He's 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 nine years old. Um,
0: when did you come into his life, if you don't mind me. Six. Asking. No, six. five. Five. When okay. he was five years old. Okay. So
1: I was the first male figure right. role model that he's ever, like, had. Sure. And, like, when I came in, he was kind of, like, on the mommy, like, the mommy issues. And I'd be like, no. When you walk in a room, you look every man in the eye and you shake his hand. Mm-hmm. You... If you lose the game, you lose the same way you win. It's the same way you lose. Mm-hmm. You don't go over there and pout. You go over there, shake hands. Good game. Right. Run it again. Do the next one. Um, but I always, always told him, or I always told his mom that I, I would never slander his real dad. Even if his dad was a piece of shit, right. I'm never gonna to him. I'm not gonna be like, oh, your dad wouldn't plaza right. like, ski. Right. I would, ne- I would never do that. Um, I was like, as you get older, that's your decision.
0: Whether, you, you can read the facts and decide right. for yourself. Yeah, you want right.
1: to decipher that right, right. as yourself. Um, it's, it's it's very interesting uh, being a stepdad. Um,
0: I've heard it's easier coming in early, which, yeah. you, which you unfortunately yeah. uh, fortunately for you you did. Yeah, uh, we we have a good relationship, um, as good as you can expect. So I'm happy with where we're at. You That's know, good. and hopefully we're moving to be closer. But you know, I never really expected or wanted to be um, to be. His, of course, not his, his father. Um, his father has passed. So that's okay. their situation. But, uh, you know, someone came on the show that was a stepfather and it, it had been a stepson and now is a stepfather. And he expressed that, you know, try to be a brother or sister type relationship. Right. So I thought that was real good advice. And that's what I try to do. And hey, my, my stepson is 21 years old now. So. He's a full-grown man. He's doing and go be yeah. whatever he's going to be at this point. So as long as we can live under the roof as roommates, then we get along <laughs> all right, you know what <laughs> I mean? Um it's true. Yeah, so what is the so obviously you're doing it now. You said you kind of started this way uh because of COVID. Um COVID, God bless us it didn't go last forever. I don't hope, I don't think. What is what is the future hold for uh Mike Terrell? Are you going to just continue this route? Uh do you would you ever, um, again, the streets, a little birdie in my ear said that you were offered, um, to have a show right here in this very room, right here at respect the underground icon radio that you were offered to have, a, did, uh- they tried to offer you a show maybe a couple times and, uh, and you would just turn it down. You just want to do your own I thing. Wouldn't,
1: like, I didn't feel like I was like ready. Okay. Um, which is another Arizona hip hop curse. That's in me. Like, I'm just like the rappers, a lot of rappers out here, like they just won't like do it. Like just won't like put it out. And to me, I have to be like, okay, this has to align. This is ready. Um, right now I feel that I'm comfortable enough. Like I want to be able to have a show like, like your show, mic, screen, all that. Like eventually I want to get in, into that. Sure. I want to be, I want to be able to do that. Um,
0: I appreciate you building your following before yeah. you, when you're on, completely on your own, yeah. um, being new to Arizona, I'm appreciating the affiliation with respect to underground. I started out DJing their, uh, one of their stages and uh, working through loud pack net. Um, okay and so here i am now what are your thoughts on loud pack net since i brought them up loud pack
1: net what is that a weed that's a weed
0: you don't know you don't know of loud pack net they got Uh, some loud packs fella named loud and a fella named sativa uh, suave sativa okay and uh okay i'm (laughs) an
1: indica guy
0: (laughs) (laughs) me too that's a funny quote i appreciate that
1: i'm an indica but stay away from uh i don't know is it banana og Stay away from banana OG. I that like shit. that kind
0: of advice. Why do we stay away from banana OG? That shit had me like I was on crack. Oh really? Yeah, was it that's, was, that was that good. A, that was a bad hunt Like I don't. I don't I'm like a, I'm gonna be honest. When it comes to weed, I'm like a bad heroin person. <laughs> like when somebody says, "Oh yeah, they they OD'd on that banana OG," I'm like, "Word, where you get that shit at? I want some." Can I? That shit uh, fucked me up, bro. I don't want any fentanyl. I'm glad to be enjoying this Arizona medicated uh, uh, cannabis. Where you know, I know it's you know, I go to the dispensary and hope God bless. It's it's yeah. just weed, you know. I've, <laughs> I've I've been able to live a long life in hip hop and 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 maintain just like a little liquor and some and cannabis. So I'm I'm in a good place. That's where I want to stay. What are your thoughts when I just say something like the AZMT awards? Ooh. what do they bring to mind? AZMT. We, we had uh, Kid K and here uh a week a couple of weeks ago something like that and he tried his best to explain um his intent of the process if not the whole process and i thought he did a good job explaining it i've always been uh a fan a sponsor the couple years i've been here I- i've been involved with the az oh you, awards. you went to the Oh yeah i've been there i've I, one year i dj'd i definitely sponsored uh before um I, I never saw the fault in it that other people uh see. But please enlighten me. Give me I just I don't want to buy influence well, you. What one, are your thoughts? One, your I've thoughts?
1: never been nominated. Ever. I've won uh justice. Justice actually beat me for an award.
0: As a rapper, no, we're speaking as a about
1: host award.
0: They actually had a host award. Yeah, okay. Just, yeah it know. wasn't
1: AZMT. I forgot what the award.
0: I, oh, it was another award. Yeah, Justice I, beat you out yeah, on. I him. was
1: hating on him hard for that too. Yeah,
0: I bet. Well, that's a tough. You know, he's got you know in his old pictures he looked a little Justin Beaverish. So <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm sure that was on. I'm sure that was hard to compete with. You know? But
1: AZMT, um, nothing against the people who who who've made the awards. If they eat off that, they get money off that. Great idea because they don't have to do shit at all. Right. Um, My opinion is I just I would want them to be more like the Grammys. Don't give don't give rapper A, B
0: and C a chance to get the entire call center to vote for them. Right. Well, I don't think I think the nominations come down to that. But I think who wins. The, he was very private about the actual process of picking the winner. Oh, okay. He said it definitely didn't come down to just who votes the the most. They do that to get... The way he described it is they start with whoever gets nominated. So meaning Joe Blow could write his own name. You could have your wife write your name. Anybody can get their name up. And then once the name gets up, the amount of votes narrows, that say, 100 people down to 10 people. Okay. And then from there... He told me the process is very secretive. Uh someone, you know, like uh the government or some shit. Some guys <laughs> go behind a closed door. See, I don't know and like they, that. they roll dice, they worship the bells above, and they come out with a winner with some smoke in the air. I don't know, you know, he didn't he didn't really say how they figured the winner.
1: See there's this guy that does works for ESPN named Mel Kuiper. I don't know if you know.
0: Him. No, no, no. Mel Kyper shout, shout to Mel though.
1: <laughs> Mel Kuiper every year, his his one entire job is to figure out Who's going to be drafted on an NFL team? Okay. That's his entire job. That's the only reason. So he works
0: all year on this. All year. You're right. A lot of research. They
1: need somebody to have their ear to the streets and find out who is making the best art, the best music, who has the best fans. Then you decide that these are the nominees and we going to pick the winner. Mm -hmm. That's That's what I want. I don't want them.
0: You if, want to, you want to, fe- you, you, you now when you said we want to pick the winner, who's the we? I'm sorry. I lost they, you. They me. need a,
1: they need a, a committee, a, a committee,
0: a committee of, of people that are knowledgeable and aware. Right. You would be a good example. Justice would be a good example. Justice be a
1: good example. Um, Some DJs, maybe a couple of club promoters. to right. Be like, who, who is really pushing the line out here? Right. Right. Because anybody can say, I got three songs on SoundCloud, but I got mad people that fuck with me, but your art's not good. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want somebody that has terrible art to win because then that looks bad on the process, in my opinion.
0: I agree. But, but these days, uh, some people – and, I mean, I'm an old-fashioned guy. Some To me, from the outside, it seems like some people with terrible art are winning. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. Blue, so, blue face. Yeah, right, right. I mean, you know, just as – you know, who's the, <laughs> who's the judge these days? That's all I'm saying. If, uh, you know – If a guy that to me raps horribly has 10,000 fans that probably are young and speak differently, as an older man, I kind of got to go with the wave sometimes because uh, hip-hop is a young man's sport. I trust the group ethic over my own personal choice at this point in life. And it hadn't always been like that, but that's the way I move nowadays.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm 40 years old. I'm a man of a certain age. Like, I don't feel right critiquing the young younger rapper because i may not understand it right my dad didn't understand biggie smalls
0: nobody did my
1: dad didn't understand tupac he was like what the fuck is this
0: when i was 20 there wasn't a person now mind you i was in richmond virginia but there wasn't a person i I didn't feel like there was a person over 30 years old of any race that could tell me about hip-hop when Mm. i was 20 Mm, no one. shit it was a disconnect they were a different generation right. if they were white they were classic rock if or acdc and that shit or if they were black they were they were <laughs> parliament <laughs> funkadelic and right. james brown and they right. were t- they they didn't like hip-hop either right that's why i laugh when some people try to make hip-hop a race thing i remember clearly a lot of black people that didn't like hip-hop not at all so running we, over cds so how do they get to be uh they get to be welcome in the house, but I got to be a guest. I've loved hip hop from the first day I heard mm, it. So mm. that's why, to me, it's never been a race thing. But anyway, enough of that. Enough of that. What is what is a who is an Arizona artist? And it could be any artist, but I think we're talking music, maybe. Who? What's an Arizona artist that we haven't heard of that we should know about? We haven't heard of. Well, that maybe I just they're not. They' they're not popping, but we should know about them because maybe their art's great, but their social media sucks, or I don't know who's an artist that you think got, a lot of people haven't heard of that we I should got know about. one
1: artist there's one artist that I personally want to work with that I want to go back into my rich rico mode with
0: okay. That's um, interesting. That's good talk.
1: Like I don't want to be their manager, but I want to ask them, say, how can I help? How
0: Consultant. Can,
1: yeah. How can I add to this as far as that? And um, her name's Sam- Samara Sin. She's a, a female rapper. Okay. Um, she reminds me of like the rapping Janae Iko because she's not.
0: Wow, that's she, sexy.
1: Yeah, she's not. She's not rapping like how the how the women rappers rap now about I'm gonna take your money, buy me a Birkin,
0: <laughs> like. My pussy, my pussy. My pussy. Ah, <laughs> ah,
1: <laughs> she not on the no wop shit, like, and she's not.
0: <laughs> ah, it's all aggressive, like Wu Tang with the wop all of a sudden.
1: <laughs> every song, bro, every song. But uh, you know, when Rhapsody, somebody makes it hot. Yeah,
0: I love Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like she's like Rhapsody, but don't. And I say this, say this
0: respectfully. I understood. She's she's mm. she's prettier than Rhapsody. I got you. Okay. And then <laughs> I don't even know if I'm allowed to agree <laughs> to that in these days and times, but I know exactly what you're saying. And
1: I think that when you're a women rapper, the girls, female fans have to want to be able to want to be you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I and Rapslee can rap her motherfucking ass off, but I don't think any, the women fans, they don't connect with her because she's not like Cardi B. She's not right, showing right, pussy, right, showing right, ass. Right, right. So there's a female rapper out here that's rapping like Rhapsody, yeah. but that's pretty as fuck, though.
0: Let's just be honest. Respect. We all like a pretty package and, um, you know, cute, ugly bias still is a real thing in the real world. Right. You know? <laughs> They're still trying to get Precious some more good work. You know, God bless her. They still, they told Precious, they told Precious she was going to act like everybody. I'm saying, I know. I'm fucking with her name. Get it. Bay. Get, his, get his, what is it. Get it. I can't say it right. So I just want to say Precious. precious. But yeah, but I mean, she, they told her she should get roles just like everybody else and that's just not the fact of the matter. I'm sorry. I wish it was a beautiful perfect world, but it's no, just not like that, it's you not know. Like that. I mean, let's be honest. Me and Mike is not going to be a major motion picture. No. Uh, you know, we got we are made for broadcasting. Right. We are made, right. made for the <laughs> right. tone and sound of right. our voice. Right. And if, you know, God bless my wife, if you like the package, God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> but uh you're probably here for the gift of gab. Uh this has been my pleasure. Uh, we've got some more time left. It's not over, but it's, it's been my pleasure to sit down and talk with you. For these main interviews, it's all people I want to talk to. Uh, you know, so it's people I'm usually, I'm fans of, and I appreciate you coming in. Um, you had good thoughts on everything. Your two, your two mains, uh, are pay your legends and the hatrix.
1: Yes, pay now, your th- legends.
0: Those are the pay your legends and the hatrix. Those are the two main focuses. Now, do you, am I wrong or this? Sometimes when you just tap in, About, like, uh, a current subject that it's neither of those, it's just you talking on a subject, or all all of your podcasts when I tap in, when all of your broadcasts focus into those two channels,
1: it's the uh, like, um, pay a legend, pay a legend is mainly like the movement. Um, I got merch, like, I got this hat right here. I
0: know, I've seen the merch, it's good, yeah, 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 got
1: the merch. Uh, that's mainly like a movement for, like, um. Older people that you need to respect in the city. Sure, sure. Um, I wanted to do a show like that. I Probably need to talk to Justice about that as far as like a pay your legend show. Um, I please. think that's
0: needed and would be great. For yeah. somebody like me, I, I love I love hip hop and I like how it evolved in every region. And I think there's a great story here that hadn't been told, you know, about right. how it's evolved and evolving. And, you know, the ups and downs, Hot ride and Willie North Pole. When it, Being from the East Coast, we, we heard that blip. That was a blip mm. like, oh, shit, mm. Hot ride got signed to G-Unit. G-Unit. Oh, shit, there's this guy named Willie North Pole. It was a blip. And that's, you know, it was like a few six months. I don't know how long it was. And then, you know, unfortunately for Hot Ride, I don't know if he just didn't work with the unit, but the unit was cooling way off at that time as well. See, I believe they Hot out,
1: Ride was ahead. He was ahead of his time.
0: Right. Cause that I hurts a lot of
1: guys. He popped in the wrong era. Mm. I believe if... Like, a little era up, if Hot Rod would have popped, he would have been huge. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Willie. Willie would have been huge. Because you got to think, Willie, he was bigger than Nipsey Hussle at a point. Right. Because Nipsey Hussle wasn't getting, like, major label attention like Willie North well, we, Pole. No, I mean,
0: when we heard when I heard of Willie North Pole, it was a long time before we heard right. of Nipsey Hussle. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, like, um, I, I think, like... Maybe, yeah, you need to get get Willie in here and tell, like, the real story. Because there's a real story that I to I would like to. Nobody... Willie, <laughs>
0: Willie, or if anybody, my, my buddy T-Dub is a DJ from the East Coast, happens to know Willie very well. If, yeah. if anyone can reach out, I would love to have Willie North Pole on the show. I'll have special beverages for for, for a special guest. <laughs> Hot Rod.
1: Like, Hot Rod, he has a real story of how that whole situation, like, fell apart.
0: I've listened to some um, of Willie North Pole's music, which he goes into it it's some from a rap song angle, but i agree i would really love to hear the story and i think it needs to be told um and i think a lot about arizona's hip-hop history needs to be told i think uh pay your legends to me is a lot like my show flowers or the mission of this show is Mm -hmm. to sit down and talk with people hear their experience hear their story let them drop their gems let people learn from from their experience because you know at the end of the day that's all we really have we're Rich people are just paying for better experiences, you that's know? true at the that's end of true. the day we all have we're all just living with experience, and to be honest, sometimes uh you know a cold beer and a and a game of spades or or dominoes can be a great experience, even if you don't mm-hmm. have a lot of money that's so, true so that's what I love that's what I do it for what uh what what do you think um I had a really good question about Willie and hot Rod, and I lost it. What do you think um was Hot Rod, it seemed to me Hot Rod was being marketed as like and this may sound fucked up, I don't mean any disrespect, but it seemed like Hot Rod was being marketed as like if Candy Store was a male rapper. (laughs) Like the handsome guy, the sexy guy, like 50, you know, 51st came out, everybody was talking about horse teeth and you know, right. it, no one's no one really wants to <laughs> fuck Eminem. You know, I guess it, sometimes hip hop look just like they look for the uh, beautiful female, the pretty female. Sometimes they look to take a formula and and find a handsome man. Yeah, like that, Fifty took LL's formula, right? As far shirt as shirt off, shirt
1: off, right? Cut, took, worked yeah. out,
0: rapping hard, but selling body to the ladies, selling body to the ladies, that kind of thing, right? And he was, we were so used to him being hard. That's why Candy Shop I didn't think worked for a lot of people but from the outside it seemed like hey you know if we had a handsome guy that the girls were maybe more into that had more songs like candy shop or like and i don't even know hot rides really discography i know he had a song with mary j Blige. You can't yeah. shit on that you with know, a Dre beat that was with, Dr. a, Dre. with a Dre beat i mean you know so and like you said timing is so important some guys just catch bad timing whether it's see
1: i was wondering during that era because i don't Cause maybe we were the kids when we would like listen to Biggie. Cause the the I don't think when Hot Rod was popping that the kids really was bumping G Unit like that, right? Do you think the age grad always was- No, because
0: like I said, I thought they were cooling off at the time anyway. I mm. think they were. Uh, wasn't that during the time when he was like, he went around snatching up M.O.P. and cool My it, D. There was rumors he was going to, uh, he either snatched up or there was rumors he was going to snatch up a gang of people and they were trying to kind of catch that second wave of G-Unit right. because, you know, whatever, it was starting to cool off. And I feel like maybe he was a part of that. They thought we're going to, you know- um, you know, try something from the West Coast and try something that's different for G Unit, and it it just that was during the that was during the Game era,
1: and I think the Game hindered G Unit's process when he started. Well, he was him.
0: definitely on their ass. He I mean, as hard ass. as one man can go against somebody, he went right. with them pretty fair, pretty fearlessly because they were powerful. So you know, respect to him, he had to do what he did. But yeah, but that was a part of them cooling off. People, you know, people saw when he left. I think people saw that as a weakness. Even if you don't, even if you. Whoever you blame, it still looks as a weakness when, you know, people separate like that. That's true. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think that I think all of that plays in a part in it. And one of us needs to have that interview with Hot Rod and Willie North Pole to, yeah. to break all that down. And Juice. So, yeah. And Juice. Now, explain to me. I'm, I'm familiar with the other two. Who is Juice? Because I've heard his name mentioned. Juice, but,
1: uh, he goes by Richie Evans now. OK. He was signed to the game. Because when, when 50 signed Hot Rod. And oh, it, the game came and got
0: an Arizona rapper too? The game came too? and
1: got an Arizona rapper. That's
0: ill. That's always what people want to happen. It yeah. doesn't usually happen, but okay, all right. And then there was like there was some sh- like
1: street did beef. They, did <laughs> they go at each
0: other? I mean, naturally, were they did they get put at each other? Did Juice they go at, at each other?
1: I think he right. had a song saying, I'm not some fuck Hot Rod or something.
0: Okay, interesting. I need to do my I googles and I need to go catch up on that because I love that kind of those kind of stories. That's why I do this show, you know. Because Willie dissed the game too. I'm I'm sure. Look on that. There's
1: a YouTube songs like six minutes of (laughs) Willie North dissing the game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like that Willie. That Willie has a lot of lot of fucking history. A lot of history.
0: That's that's awesome. That's incredible. That's incredible. Is there any chance we'll ever see Two Tone the Superstar again? I don't know, man. It's funny when I say people. Many people I brought your name up to. I say Mike Terrell. They say, "Oh, you mean Two Tone?" <laughs> Do you See, get that, like, is that a comp- when you rebranded? Was it hard to rebrand when you yeah, rebranded? Like
1: nobody want to call me Mike Terrell. Like nobody. I changed it because well, you
0: literally got people to call you a superstar. Yeah. So I mean that it takes a lot of ego yeah. to get that going, and once you got it going, people didn't want to back off, huh? Yeah. Two Tone. Two Tone the superstar. Two Tone is
1: superstar. I wanted to be like you know like Nick Cannon. Or um, who mm-hmm. else is a famous radio personality? Uh, Howard Stern. I want to be like Mike Turrell. Right, right, right. Yeah. right.
0: Either the, the two one combination one way or the other. The two yeah. syllables. One but they want that two-tone go. They won't let come, come. What would it would it take? What what would we have to do to get uh two tone back on the mic? What would have to happen? Somebody dissed you? Or, <laughs> uh, you know, nah. uh, independent single deal or something. What um what would it take for you to? What would it? Uh, what would commercial radio have to offer you to get you to go to commercial radio? To go to uh,
1: commercial radio? They the said
0: we, we want you. We want Mike Terrell first of the year. Your show, four hours a day, during the day, every day, every weekday. We want to give you a show. Fill our plate, Mike. What do you need for us to do that? Now, mind you, we want to give you $10 an hour, part time job with no benefits, no help, <laughs> no pre production, post production help, not even an engineer to run your show with you. But other than that, what do you want to come back to commercial radio?
1: I don't know. Like, I, I have been thinking about it. Like, um, Thinking about, like, how I left that situation with power, Um, just thinking, like, if I would have had that show, Ground Zero, and it just would have been mine, Mm -hmm. and I had the ability to control it, I
0: think that would have been huge for the scene. It seems like to me in radio, you have to constantly prove yourself Mm -hmm. and almost constantly be looking for the next job at the same time.
1: Yeah, just like Jello said, he said you don't have a career in radio if you haven't been fired.
0: Right. Right i mean like that's that that's the lesson from Stern and Charlemagne right. and everybody is that you pretty much have to have the stomach for getting fired and right. have the stomach for finding a new market or something you have to move a lot right. of people just can't move that much you know uh um I don't know you know commercial radio i I am so um you wouldn't want to do like a morning show I would love to do it, but I would have my reservations um I would love to do it I'm at a time of life Where I could do it I would love to do it But I would have my reservations Just dealing with commercial radio You know Here at Respect the Underground The head programmer The CEO Although he does Bum rush in the office In the show every now and (laughs) then In general They don't give me A lot of notes Other than helpful advice And I get to do Whatever I want to do I have the ability To garner my own ads Or sponsorship Or however you want to word it So you know When you get into Commercial radio You're kind of locked Into a system now There is something Very I'm an older guy. So there's something very entertaining and very uh, something very entertaining about being on commercial radio, reaching that many ears every morning. People go to work, you know, probably people 30 and under don't listen to radio much anymore. But people 30 and over still do at certain times of the day. Radio Broadcast radio is still very powerful as much as we want the Internet to take over the world. Broadcast radio is still very powerful. I
1: just love the the callers
0: like the, con- the 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 ability to talk the to live the people live callers talking right. to the people that's something we're working on here hopefully we're going to get there you know um yeah i agree i mean it's just that's that's what we grew up under and right. i think to us there's still a certain amount of kingship to being on air personality right and uh, the love you get you get a lot of love you know why not enjoy it you know i i would it, i would the problem is with me I would want someone to purchase and give me a budget to run a show.
1: Same exact thing. I, I, I
0: don't want to. I don't want to work. Uh, you know, because the majority of hours, like you may or may not know, definitely for my show, I'm a one man show. I do the flyers, the video promo. I, so, I do the research. I do it all bro, myself. That's what
1: I did at Power. Right. I did the. Right. But um, see, but they're, not, but they're not
0: paying. They don't they want to pay, pay <laughs> you. They don't want to pay you when you're at homework and they're only going to pay you when you're in the office and you're right. only allowed to be in the office when you're doing the show or whatever. So, like, yeah, you don't get paid for a lot of that extra stuff. And at least here I'm able to try to hustle up my own sponsorship or something. We're working on that as well. So I don't know. It would take a lot. I think I, I would think I would want to come back a certain way and they wouldn't want to, they wouldn't want to at first anyway, wouldn't want to pay me to come back that way. Right. You see,
1: know? see the way you grind. Like you do, like you got your logo, you grind, you you market your show, and I'm the same way. Like there's no radio personality out here that's on mainstream radio that grinds like that.
0: No, we we have you wouldn't to even know. But I think the benefit is so much better. Like I like owning my show. Right, I own my show. I can do whatever I want with it. You know, and I I know you enjoy that freedom. And yeah. Uh, and, uh, and if you can do it yourself, you know, you want to do a show somewhere, you call me. I'll come work the board for you. Don't let that get in your way okay. <laughs> Mike Mike Terrell, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so Thank much you, for man. coming in. I'm going to play a little of that. Thank you, man. We could, I could talk for another hour. It's been an hour and a half. Yes. Thanks so much to Mike Terrell What's for coming that, in. Respect the underground, 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 Icon the Radio. Underground. Peace, 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 Please. peace. granddad big butch the lesbian walter cronwright dan rather smoke weed dirty harry lee x the theater that's me you know and every week right here from the beautiful icon radio respect underground worldwide radio studios we bring you the mission now our mission is to talk to artists and get to the root and to the seed and soil of their purpose their mission that's what our mission is And that's what we do here.